Good morning, everyone. So, if anyone has a talent of the obvious, I am not Wes. He did not get a tan over the weekend and cover himself in tattoos. Uh, but uh, before we dive into the word real quick, um, actually, I just want to do a quick prayer over our, our brother, our, our under-shepherd, our pastor. Uh, so if you guys can just bow your heads with me real quick as we pray over our brother Wes. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, we pray that uh, you watch over Wes, Lord. I know he's, he texted me that he had a fever of 101. That's, that's high, Lord. And I just pray uh, that you will have your hand over him. And uh, I pray that you will heal him and restore him and bring him back to that old Wes that we all love and care about. Would you have your will be done? With him and his family, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Uh, so, what I'm going to be going into today is uh, John chapter 10. And uh, <laughs> it was funny that I, I was getting text messages from the elders. Hey, do you have a passage yet? Do you have a passage yet? So, I, I do have a passage, and it's going to really just be a tagline off of what we've been going through um, from last week. Can we be separated from God? It's a... It's very powerful. Uh, so this is just going to be, like I said, a tagline to what Wes was talking about. So uh, if you have your Bibles or your cell phones, uh, please turn with me to John chapter 10. And we're going to be all over the book of John and, and a few other places, so forgive me. Um, but yeah, John chapter 10, uh, starting at verse 22, I want to focus on... Though I want to focus on verses 24 to 30, but I just want to read this so we can get the whole, you know, get some good context right here. So starting in verse 22, at the time of the feast of dedication took place at Jerusalem, it was winter and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, how long Will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. And Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. But you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life. And they will never perish, and no one will ever snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. And I and the Father are one. The Jews picked up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of them are you going to stone me? The Jews answered him, it is not for a good work that we are going to stone you, but for blaspheme, because you being a man, make yourself God. Jesus answered them, is it not written in your law? I said, you are gods. If he called them gods to whom the word of God came and scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the father Consecrated and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God. If I, if if I am if if 
I am not doing the works of my father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you don't believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the father is in me and I am in the father. Again, they sought to arrest him, but he escaped from their hands. He went away across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing at first. And there he remained. And many came to him. And they said, John did no sign, but everything that John said about this man was true. And many believed in him there. Amen. This is the word of God. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to, I'm basically what I'm just going to try to do is just walk us through this, uh, you know, line by line. So uh, if you guys can all go to verse 24 again, it says, the Jews gathered around, it said, the Jews gathered around him and said to him, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. And Jesus answered them, I told you. Now I want to stop right there. Jesus already told them that I told you I was the Christ. Well, well, where did Jesus tell him? Where did Jesus tell them that he was the Christ at? Well, if we go back to chapter 5 in the book of John, there was a man who was paralyzed. He was paralyzed, and this was the man at the Sabbath, and he was the one sitting by the pool. And for many of us know that, that the Sabbath uh, God created in the sixth day, and on the seventh day he rested. So this was the way they were supposed to conduct themselves. They were supposed to take a rest. But... Uh, Jesus went up to the man and healed the man. So Jesus was doing work on Sabbath. And then Jesus said, take up your bed and walk. And the man did. And then that's when the Pharisees came up to the man. And they, you know, were giving him a hard time. You know, it's unlawful for you to be doing, taking up your bed and walking. This is unlawful what you're doing. And the man was just saying, hey, this man Jesus told me to take up my bed and walk. And he healed me and... Then if, we get, if you follow me right here, verse 17, verse 17 in chapter 5, the, he, Jesus answered the Jews, My father is working until now, and I am working. Now look at this, verse 18. This was why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. Because not only was he breaking Sabbath, but... He was even he was even calling calling God his own father, making himself equal to God. So there's one. Okay? And then if we go to John chapter eight, if you go to John chapter eight, verse fifty-eight, Jesus said to the same people, Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you. Before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out from the temple. There was another one. And then in John chapter 9, right before, right before we get to John chapter 10, there was the blind man. There was the blind man who Jesus healed. Right? Jesus healed. And... Uh, the Pharisees came up to the man and they were like, hey, how did this happen? Who did this? And he didn't know at first. He didn't know. He, he, he was like, I don't know. This man came up and he, he, he spit in the mud and anointed the mud, put it on my eyes. And, 
Now I can see. And then the parents were afraid. They were afraid to, to tell the Jews, we don't know, ask him. He's old enough. You can ask him. The parents were afraid because in that time, if you confess that Christ, if you confess that Jesus was the Christ, you were kicked out of the synagogue. So they were like, ask our son. And they were talking with the son, conversing with the son, and they kept basically throwing shame on Jesus' name, calling him a sinner. This man who did this to you, he's a sinner. He's a sinner. <laughs> and and uh, it's funny because um, we, just, uh, we just sang that song, and this man was, was going back and forth with them, and he's, uh, he's kind of debating these, these Pharisees, these men who know the law. They know the law better than the rest of them. They know their Old Testament better than the rest of them, and they're telling this man, this man is a sinner, and all these things. And then... Uh, I love this. He goes, we just, we just sang the song. He goes, I don't know if he's a sinner or not. Whether he is or not, I do not know. But the one thing I do know is that I once was blind and now I see. So, Jesus did tell them. And he made it very clear to them. Multiple times they wanted to stone him. Why? Because you're making yourself equal to God, right? So Jesus made it very plain and clear that I have told you who I am. I am the Christ. Now look right here. Uh, I'm sorry, going back to chapter 10. Um, if you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Now watch this, verse 25. He answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. Now, when I was going through this passage... It really, it really made me think back to what, well, it really made me think about what sin looks like outside of Christ. That here you have this man, you guys, and, and the reason why I say this is because these were Pharisees. These were the high priests. You guys know the law. You know the scriptures. You know of the Messiah. You know the miracles. You've seen it done. It's plain and clear. There's no way this, this, this isn't the Christ. And yet they did not believe. Jesus says, you do not believe. And it just really brought me back to how the corruption of sin, not only, not only are we fallen, but the, the, our reasoning, our reasoning is fallen. Our, 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 just the, just the, the rationality is also fallen. How do you not see this? How do you not see this? And it really made me think about the depths of depravity. And one of my heroes of the faith, uh, amongst, amongst many others, one of my heroes of the faith, R.C. Sproul, had a saying. He says, we cannot understand who God is until we understand who we are as sin. He is righteous and we are not. He is holy and we are not. And that just, and, and that just I'm, I heard that a long time ago. I remember him saying that a long time ago, and it just really pierced me. And just to, just to think that we've talked about it. We were, we, were, we were dead in our sins and trespasses. We, the, the human heart is deceitful, and it is desperately wicked, Jeremiah 17, 9. Uh, we were suppressing God's truth and unrighteousness. All of, this, all of the depravity passages, even though... 
it's not a, it's, it's, it's not a happy thing, right? It's not, it's not really something we, we hooray for, right? Knowing, knowing the depths of our sin. But brothers and sisters, that's the humbling of it all. Knowing that this was you. This is where you were at. You were blind and you couldn't see. I mean, I mean, rabbit trail. See, told you, rabbit trail. Okay, because I, 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 I just have to say this. I mean, look at this, you guys. In, 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 John, in John, John chapter 8, right? In John chapter 8, uh, where is it, John? Right here. Uh, John chapter 8, verse 31. So Jesus said to the Jews, um, oh, I'm sorry, 32. 32. He was talking to the Jews, and he was talking about... Um, setting them free, right? And then when you talk, when he, when he said that, if you look at verse 33, look what they said. This was amazing. This is amazing. Look what they said. They answered him because he was talking about setting them free. Whoever commits sin, you are a slave to sin, right? And then they answered him. And you know the truth and the truth will set you free. They answered him. We are the offspring of Abraham, we have never been enslaved to anyone. What? You've never been enslaved to anyone? The book of Exodus, the, 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 the I am the Lord your God who brought you out of slavery, the parting of the Red Sea. And you told Jesus, we've never been enslaved. We're, we're the children of Abraham. We've never been enslaved to anyone. That's what sin does. That's what sin does. They didn't even see it. And on top of that, them mentioning that, they were saying that while they were under the boot of the Roman Empire during that time. Whoever, you know what, whoever said that, it would have been funny if a Roman soldier would have came up as soon as that, that left his lips and dropped his backpack and said, hey, you, pick up my backpack and carry it for the next two miles. And he would have to do it. He, he literally said, we've never been enslaved to anyone. What are you talking about? So I just, I just, I just, when we think about depravity and we think about the sin, I just, it's, it's a humbling thing. It's not, I, I know some of us can get down and beat up by it, but, but it, it, it glorifies God in such a tremendous way. Cause look here, I'm going back to chapter 10. How long will you leave us in suspense? You do not believe because you are not among my sheep. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Now, this was beautiful because Jesus, even though he was fully God, fully man, we get to see a little glimpse of his omniscience right here, right? Even though he had, even though he had, you know, he had the limitations of a human being, we get to see a little bit of his omniscience right here because he told them, you do not hear me because you are not my sheep. Now, back in those days, um, uh, a sheep herder, or, or it, it was different than ours are today. Sheep herders back then were different. They actually were very intimate with their sheep back in those days. 
They were very intimate with their sheep. Uh, they, they, they protected them, guided them, fed them, but also they were so close to them that they would even name them by name. They would even name them by name. That's how close they were with the sheep. And he tells them, you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. I and the father are one. Now this is a beautiful picture because going off of what Wes was talking about last week, uh, Romans chapter 8. Verse 39, nothing can separate us from the love of the Father. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, right? We've been, we've been sanctified, we've been justified, and at the end, we will be glorified. You can't be any more justified than you already are, believer. If you are a believer, it's it. It's been paid. Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. It is finished. There's nothing else we need to do except believe the gospel and repent of your sins, and you will have eternal life. He gave us this word to guide us, to shelter us, right? But the beautiful picture of this right here is Jesus is saying, you are in my hand, right? You are in my hand, but then you are also in the Father's hand. A beautiful, a, a beautiful, uh, well, here, here's, a, here's a better illustration. Uh, a father and a son... You, you can illustrate it one or two ways, right? There's a father and a son. Now, the father can tell the son, hey, son, grab my hand, right? Grab my hand and be careful so you don't fall on the tracks or else you'll get killed, right? Or another way is the father says, here, son, take my hand. And he holds on to the son and never lets go. Even though the son might want to let go and run away and all that stuff, he ain't going to let him go. Because brothers and sisters, if you are in Christ, we know that if we had, if, if, if this, if Christianity was the Burger King religion, have it your way, we would have fell away a long time ago. We would have went back to our sin a long time ago. But no, look what Jesus says. You are in my hand and you are also in my father's hand. What's going to break that grip? Nothing can break that grip. I mean, we, we sing that in our hymnals, right? No in Christ alone, no power of hell, no scheme of man could ever pluck me from his hand. Nothing can ever separate us from the love of the Father. Nothing can ever separate us from him. And uh, I just want to bounce right here to Second. Peter, I know I'm going to be all over the place. Second Peter three, nine. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. So not only does God not wish that any of you, beloved believer, those who are in Christ should perish, but also that we will reach repentance. Because even though we are sinners, we are repentant sinners who have been saved by God's grace alone.
So, going back to John chapter 10, uh, I thought about, I thought about how when we're, when we're talking about election and the doctrine of unconditional election, Jesus says right here that you are not my sheep, my sheep hear my voice. Uh, when we think about Jesus giving eternal life, Jesus, he, 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 is, he is the breath of God. He is the, 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 the one who breathes into our dead spirits and our dead souls and raises us up to eternal life. Right? Jesus says that even though you die, you will live. You will, even though you die, you will live. And now, <laughs> the funny part about this is that in here, I was looking, I was actually going through, uh, I was actually going a few, uh, through some of these things where he was, uh, in the book of John, John in the beginning was, was uh, laying the foundation. He was bearing witness about Jesus, right? He was bearing witness about Jesus, proving that, who, proving that the Messiah is coming, yet the Christ is here right now. So I was thinking about how they saw the miracles, they saw all these great things, and still they tried to stone him, but everything was just packed against them. Everything was just against the Pharisees. You had John who was, you had John who was a witness, who bore, who bore witness about Jesus, his testimony. You had the father, right, who, was bearing, who, who, gave, who bore witness of who his son was. He said, me and the father are one, making himself equal with the father. And then you had the miraculous works. You had all the miraculous works. And Jesus says right here, if you don't believe me, believe in the works. But the sad thing is, is that it's not, it's not a visual problem. In Luke chapter, in Luke chapter 16, uh, the, the Lazarus and the poor man, when, when, the, uh, when, the poor man, when the poor man was in the bosom of Abraham and Lazarus was in Hades, uh, um, yeah, Hades, um, he, they were talking through this chasm and, uh, he was telling, he was telling Lazarus, Hey, you know, can you put your finger in a drop of water and dip it on my tongue? Because I cannot stand the flames down here. Right. I cannot be, stand this flame. And Abraham answered back. There is a chasm between us to where we can't get to you. And then Lazarus goes, uh, well, the rich man goes, the rich man goes, well, I have brothers. Can you go back and warn them? Tell them about this. And then what does Abraham tell them? They have Moses and they have the prophets. They have Moses and they have the prophets. If they don't believe them, even if someone were to rise from the dead, they still will not believe. Going back to the depths of depravity. Going back to that heart of stone that God talks about in Ezekiel chapter 36. I will take out your heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. Changing our desires we were at enmity with God. We were separated from God. We didn't desire God. We desired the things of the world and we desired to go our own way and our own path, right? But God says, I will take out your heart of stone, give you a heart of flesh, switching your desire. Now, now that we were at enmity, we were at war. You were, you were an enemy of, you were my enemy and now you are at 
we were at amity. Now we are friendship. You are my adopted child now. So, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was thinking about, um, I was thinking a lot about how what Wes was saying last week when, uh, you know, during our week and during our times apart from Sunday, we go through our week and we have our, we have our downfalls and we have our, you know, we're, we have our, our inconsistencies and things of that sort. And it made me think like, there are times when I think like, man, I've had a bad week or, you know, I've, man, I've, I don't know, can God, will God, will God forgive me for this? You know, it's just, it's just when we have those downtimes, I always fall back on to what Jesus was saying. Nothing can ever separate me from you. Nothing can snatch you out of my hand. Not the world, not even the world. The world, the world is going to go this way, but I've made you go this way. I've made your desires go this way, right? I've given you the gift of repentance. It is a gift of God. Not only were we saved by grace through faith alone, which was God's gift so he could be glorified, but also even the, rep- the gift of repentance. We now have an opportunity, brothers and sisters, to not sin. We actually get, have the opportunity to choose, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do what's pr- pleasing to the Lord. It's a beautiful thing. And when I think about how <laughs> Jesus, you know, it makes me think about when Jesus was doing his ministry here on earth. When Jesus was doing his ministry on earth, he was, he was going around, he was healing people, caring for people. He was, he was doing all the things that, they, that the Pharisees and the high priests were supposed to be doing. They were supposed to be taking care of the people. They were supposed to be watching over the flock of God, right? God's people. And, I, and, I just, and, and it just made me think about how angry Jesus got at those people. You were starving those people. You were drowned. You were, Jesus said, you shut off the gates of heaven for, the, for, uh, uh, for those people. But Jesus came with compassion and love. And he loved those people. And, but, then he goes, but then when he says, I have my own sheep and they hear my voice and they follow me. Brothers and sisters, that is, that is, you talk about personal relationship. That is more personal than we could ever know. He's closer to you than your skin. He, you, were cho- you were chosen before the foundations of the world. You were chosen before the foundations of the world. Even while we were still enemies, Jesus died for us. And it just, it just, it just takes me back to all the Lazarus. Lazarus in the tomb, Right? Lazarus in the tomb, the very next chapter, chapter 11, Lazarus in the tomb. It, take, it, it gives us this beautiful picture of that was us, right? We were dead in that tomb. We were, we were laid out and buried in that tomb. And then Jesus goes, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus didn't go, nah. No, Lazarus came forth, right? Because his sheep hear his voice. You know,
God's people are still out there, absolutely. The sheep are still there. The flock is still there. And this is the most important thing that anybody can ever hear in their life. This is, this is because, brothers and sisters, we know heaven and hell hang in the balance, right? There's going to there's gonna come a day where God is going to judge. And he said, I'm going to separate the sheep from the goats. And telling people, listen, this, 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 this God, the eternal God, right? The word of God. In the beginning was the word. Jesus was the word of God. He's the words of God. We saw that. We see that in Genesis chapter one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? And then God said, he said, let there be light. He's the words of God. So here we have the word of God who created all things, visible and invisible, Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, entering into his own creation, entering into his own creation, right? Born of a virgin, miraculous birth, he didn't inherit what we inherited through, because, from, from our great-grandparents, Adam and Eve, right? He was born of a virgin and lived a perfect life that I and you can't live and he died a death that we deserve i mean i think back to when they were when they were flogging jesus like i I, like if, if 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 you look at the details of what they did to jesus i mean it was brutal i mean flogging and beating and 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 blindfolding him and and mocking him as he was blindfolded slapping him tell it prophesy tell us who hit you and then they slapped him again tell us who hit you spitting on him plucking out his beard on behalf of me having his flesh like ribbons on behalf of me having nails going not through here but through here where your funny bone is at connected to crown of thorns placed on him mocked in front Mary was probably there in front of his mom on behalf of us he did that and then what does it say in Isaiah 53 it, it pleased Yahweh to crush him that's what we get when we see when we look at the cross we not only see we see we do we see the love of God yes absolutely we, we see the love of God no, no doubt that is the love of God but we also see the wrath of God poured out against sin. We see how God feels at we see how God takes sin. God doesn't wink at sin. He's not he's not oh it's not a big deal. No, it pleased him to crush him. That's how God feels about sin. And the fact that all the good things, all the all the this is my son, with you I am well pleased, right? This is my son, with you, listen to everything he does. All that work, all that suffering goes to me, goes to you, believer. And our punishment went to him. So we could have eternal life. So we could be seated with him now in the heavenly places. You know, I think about, think about the other, you know, the other 
false systems, false religions of the world. If you, if you, if you look at, a, 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 Lord, forgive me, our brother that was here, the missionary of uh, Saudi, Saudi, uh, yeah, Saudi, Saudi who, who was here and he was telling us about Islam, right? He was, he was giving us some insight on Islam. He was, a, he was, a, he, he was, he was Muslim, but then by the grace of God, he found Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And I remember him saying this, and this shocked me. I, I didn't know this, right? I didn't know this. He said, he said, that's why in Islam, when you hear us say the name Muhammad, peace be upon him, it's because we we're not sure what happened. I'm like, that's why they say that? With their own prophet, that, that's why they say peace be upon him, because we, we're, we, we're not sure what happened to him. We, we, we hope that God has peace upon him. You ever seen, uh, you ever, on a Saturday, on a Saturday, had some nice conservative dressed people knock on your door with suit and tie and ready to tell you about the pearls of great price and Joseph Smith and Mormonism? Brothers and sisters, they're working their way into heaven. That's their work. They have to work their way into heaven. Jesus, uh, I mean, Joseph Smith told them, you are saved by grace after all you can do. Well, that's not what Paul said. Paul said, you've been saved by grace through faith so that no one can boast. They're working. When me and Wes, when me and Wes and uh, 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 Deontay and, 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 and Nick, when we went out to the, uh, to the uh, Brentwood market and, and we were, you know, trying to talk to the Jehovah's Witnesses and stuff, we noticed they were all just standing outside, but they were just, they were just standing there, like not really saying anything. So Wes walks up. He's like, hey, so what are you guys, what are you guys doing? What, what do you... What are you guys doing? Can you tell us a little bit about what you got going? And they were like, uh, we, we don't know. They, they just kind of were just shunned us off a little bit. But that's their work. Everybody's working. Everybody's working. But look what it says. In, the, in, in, in God's word, in God's word, it says, the righteousness that is given to me is not mine. The righteousness that I get doesn't belong to me. It's an, alienate, it's an alienated righteousness. It's a foreign righteousness. It's Christ's righteousness that gets imputed to me. And then you are secured for eternity. There's no, well, I have, well Ryan, but you don't understand. I, I had a bad week this week. Brother, sister, Christian, believer, you can't be any more justified than you already are. Jesus didn't say, it's finished, kind of. We're almost done. No, it is finished. I, I mean, it kind of gets a little blasphemy a little bit when you think, oh, I think I can fall away. I mean, you're, you, are, are, you, are, you, are you denying the power that our God is powerful to save? It says in Psalms 115, he sits in heaven and he does whatever he pleases. Psalms 136, uh, Psalms 135 verse 6, he does whatever he wants in heaven and on earth in the sea and all the deeps. And if Jesus is saying, I've come to do not my will, but the will of him who sent me, that I will lose nothing. I will lose nothing. And that's what he said in John chapter 6. I will lose none of them. All that the Father gives to me they will come to me. Do you hear the language? You were given to him. You were given to Christ from the father. What was the high priestly prayer? John chapter 17, verse nine. What did Jesus say? Father, 
I do not pray for the world. I only pray for the ones who you have given me out of the world. We were given. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a triune salvation. It's a father, holy, it's a father, son, and Holy Spirit salvation. The father chose you, right? The son dies, pays for your debt. And in return, you, you were convicted. You were convicted by the Holy Spirit. And now you are indwelt with the Holy Spirit and he's going to see you to the end. So now, believer, believer, you are at shalom with God. You are at peace with God. Yes, you're going to have your backslidings. We all do. First John, First John 1 John 1.10 says, if, if someone says they, they have no sin in them, the, the, the truth of God isn't in them and they're a liar. We're sinners, absolutely. And on this side of the cross, that's how it's going to be until we have our glorified body. We know that. Paul suffered with that. Romans 7, he knew what that was like. What a wretched man that I am. Who can save me from this body of death? Praise be to our Lord Jesus the Christ. Praise be to him. That's Paul, right? And when we, and, 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 and I remember, I remember one day I was texting Wes and I was like, man, I just, I feel bad. Maybe we were, we were going over sin and I was like, you know, it's just, you get into this dark place and you, you, you get into this sad place, kind of like a, pit, a pitiful place. And me and Wes were talking about this and Wes, uh, one of his favorite theologians is uh, John Owen. He said, Ryan, that's why we kill sin, right? We kill sin in our life because John Owen said, if you don't kill it, it's going to be killing you. It's going to leave you in this dark place. It's going to leave you in this ugly place. But even though our sin stains us, brothers and sisters, what can we never forget? Romans chapter one, Romans chapter eight, verse one. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation no more. Because of this gospel, because of this God-man who entered into his own creation, saving people who do not deserve it at all, who do not deserve nothing but misery and, and, and ruin. And yet he saved us from that, pulled us out of that pit, pulled us out of that grave. So I just want to conclude here that for those who are in Christ, relax. You're fine. You're, you're okay. We are seated in the heavenly places, right? Not, 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 not for us. We just did in the catechism. It's, 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 it's not for us. It's, it's for him. The, the reformers had a... Had a and during the Reformation, there was a phrase that went, soli deo gloria, which means God alone gets the glory. He gets the glory for saving you. It's all about him as we were just talking about in our catechism. And if you don't know who Christ is, come to him. Come to him. Come to him so you can live. Come to him so you can have eternal life. Come to him so that you know, because we don't know, life is a vapor. Life is a vapor. Come to him so that you know what Jesus said is true. Even though you die, you will live. So please, come to him. Uh, let's have the ushers come forward. We'll do communion. Uh, 
We do this we do this in remembrance of what Jesus has done. No, this isn't this isn't this isn't this isn't uh his uh physical body, physical blood. But no, he said, Do this in remembrance of me. This bread represents my body that was broken. Should have been our body, but it was his body in our place. This blood that was poured out for sinners, it should have been the sinner's blood, but instead it was the spotless lamb of God's blood that was given to us as a gift. Um, but uh, let me pray over the elements and uh, please take them at your leisure. If, 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 if you're not a believer in Christ, just please hear what was said today. Uh, let it pass you by and just let, just think about what was said today with this gospel message that Jesus came lived a life that we cannot live, died a death that we deserve, was buried in a tomb and rose again on the third day so we could have eternal life. Believe that gospel. Believe in that. Let me pray for us. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, I pray that your word will pierce stony hearts, Father. And uh, you said your word will not return void. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity. Once again, Lord, I pray that you watch over our brother Wes. I thank you for my brothers and sisters in here. And I thank you for everyone in here that has come to hear your word. Would you please bless this day and bless the rest of our week. Lord God, watch over us and guide us and keep us safe. In the name of your son, Jesus the Christ, I pray. Amen.